Visitations. Rabbi Bakya teaches U.S. in Kod Hakmak that visitations come upon the world only for the sake of Yisrael. The world is maintained or destroyed according to their deeds. These visitations should not be attributed to chance, without a specific design or intent, because if one does the Creator responds to this action proportionately, removing this person's divine supervision to a degree and increasing such chance occurrence, allowing them to run their course, completely uncontrolled. This only happens if Anu removes himself from God's personal robotance. Man brings upon himself. Lakfer befalls him. Harm does not originate from God who is the source of all good. One, but when it contemplates in the profundity of understanding has come into existence every moment, being created newly from Aeon. Tanya 181. 30. Zohar 2, 136a. 31. Zohar 2, 64a. 51. Kod Hakmak 395, Shkir Rain. 52. Nothingness, his blessed wisdom, which is the source of life, welfare, and delight, it is the Eden that transcends the world to come then he will understand that one may imagine to have sufferings. Yet this is only possible because this ion is not apprehensible, and in fact no evil descends from above. Everything is good though it is not apprehended as such because of its immense and abundant goodness. Deliverance from danger in an unexpected way suddenly, brings forth laughter. Going from total despair to deliverance suddenly brings forth laughter. Everything God does is for the good. The joy of the redemption is in the fact that both the ordeal and its resolution are both the redemption, the problem is the solution. This world will be turned upside down at the time of redemption. In modern secular society those WHO live their life with the purpose of knowing God live opposite of their secular society. At the time of Mashiach those WHO live godless lives will find theme self to be completely disoriented. Therefore a man should be happy and joyous at all times, and truly live by his faith in God. One WHO cannot see that all that happens is God's will, and that all these things are good, is like one of the Erev Rav, mixed multitude, the defiled souls of Egypt that went out with the children of Israel in the Exodus. The AOR Hakim teaches that Erev Rav absorbed sparks of holiness from dwelling with Yisrael but they were mixed with sparks of Tumah. The Erev Rav felt discriminated against, as the commandment of sanctifying the firstborn did not apply to vertical bar he or the ARK did not travel before exclam comma exclamation mark so they made the golden calf. The heir of Rav initially left Egypt under the instruction of Pharaoh, then decided to place their lot with the Israelites. TLE trials OG the righteous QRE explained in Midrash, 2 where we are taught that God only tries the righteous zero kekos the more one beats flax the more it is improved and glistens as fine linen. He cannot do so with a defective vessel as IT will break. It is as the sages teach colon 3 that God tries the righteous, testing them before He confers greatness upon them. When considering judgments, one must consider also his relation to the immortal soul. It is taught by Rabbi Eliezer 4 that in a place where there is judgment below there will be none above, but where there is no judging there will be judging on high. If justice is carried out on earth there will be none above. When judgments do fall on one below, heaven forbid, it is then an obligation to believe that things will work out for the best. 5. The Orhakim teaches afflictions unite parts of our souls that have been separated from their holy root. With this the estrangement from one's creator with this part of the soul is ended. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai teaches in the Holy Zohar that one should never say I wish this river were not here, as all is appointed by providence, even fleas and pests, and in some. 53. Unforetold way they may even come to one's aid. Because we know that all judgments are in our best interest. 6. We engage in this world so to achieve the reality of the next. From our suffering and difficulties in this world will be one's happiness in the next. They are exactly what one needs, even though they cannot see this now. This can be a deep source of strength. 
When one faces a test, the force that helps the to pass the test is God, it is revelation of the Divine Presence. Light from darkness, problems, make U.S. stronger strengthening the soul. The Creator commands U.S. to make a blessing invoking His blessed name when faced with these hardships. IT cannot be stressed enough that one must remain happy throughout these judgments, as all curses come only on account of a lack of happiness in divine service. During the times when the temple stands and the divine service is done by the Kohanim, when there is open revelation of divinity, the Creator has set certain corrections for transgression as stated in the Torah stoning, burning, sword, and strangulation but when we no longer have the temple, one must not think that these punishments no longer occur, because they are carried out by heaven, as the sages teach in the Talmud, Tractate Sota, for an offense liable to stoning, one falls off a roof or is trampled by beasts, for burning, one is a victim of fire or a serpent bite, for decapitation, one is given to the government or robbers, for an offense liable to strangulation, one drowns or suffers disease. The four types of atonement for transgressions of stoning, burning, sword and asphyxiation are listed in descending order of severity. No, you need to tell yourself that your intelligence is not profound enough to understand. Midrash Rabbah Bereshit 34-2, SNI Lukat Vyashev. Hivit. Shemot 1, 21. Hivit. Dovarim 5-5. Zohar Amor. 54. The workings of God. When we see these sufferings approach, we must remember the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov that whenever feeling pain or any discomfort, recognize that it is God in concealment in the pain. By removing this garment of concealment, God can be seen and thus the decree is nullified. It is essential that one recognize that it is God that is in control of one's hardship, it is His will and His will is for one's best. We see what happened to Pharaoh when he refused to acknowledge God in the plagues, in the first plagues Pharaoh hardened his heart because of his wickedness, but as the severity of the plagues came to him he was ready to give in to the pressure but not because he was consciously succumbing to the will of God. As his heart was hard. 6. Sohar 3, 10 Law. And by God, so he could receive the further plagues to reach atonement. We must not be still but cry out to God as taught by Rabbi Levi in the name of Rabbi Sheila and Rabbi Helbo in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the matriarchs were barren because God yearns for the prayers of the righteous. There is so much time for one to pray to God before judgment will befall him, seven as the sages teach that one is given three chances to return to God. If he takes advantage of none only then is he punished for missing the first chance. This may explain why we see many wicked men who seem to prosper in this world, for God is slow in trying them, as Rabbi Chiskia teaches, God hastens the happiness of the wicked, but delays that of the righteous. God is long-suffering and does not desire the destruction of the wicked, but wants them to return to Him. Hashem is quick to give the wicked their reward in this world. Since they have no other life. Eight, We have three chances to return from. 55. Transgression before it is too late, as Rabbi Chaya teaches that when a man commits a sin three times and does not repent his sins are exposed and published both above and below. Concerning the result of sin, we learn in Torah Moshe from Rabbi Moshe Alshish that one's failure to listen and absorb Torah lessons results in inability to absorb Torah. Failure to perform a commandment, when able, brings a disabling illness preventing ability, by despising the Chukim, mystical statutes, God smites the enlightenment of one's eyes. Hating social laws results in hating other things and despondency. Rejecting social laws as futile activity results in one's activities being futile, working for one's enemy's benefit and their consuming one's goods. Transgressing prohibitions, actively thinking God cannot or will not act, causes invading. Zohar I, 14 GB. Zohar 1, I 7 Ya, SNI Lukat Ha Brit Vayachi. Enemies to victimize a person. 
Willful defiance results in running from IT and its attack, since one has defied the invisible, God defies that person. All these difficulties come to inspire repentance and are not penalties for sin. If this suffering does not arouse repentance, then a penalty is imposed.9. We see penalties for sin in the Midrash where Rabbi Shemuel ben Nachman teaches that a woman's life is in danger during childbirth because of her disregarding her time of menstrual separation, separation of Hala, and kindling Shabbat lights. Rabbi Levi teaches that a man allows an accuser to bring accusations if he dwells in a dilapidated house, travels alone on the road, or sails alone on the ocean. One should not put oneself in a place of danger, as sin can overcome him. One is not liable to suffer harm when performing a mizah, commandment, but this ruling applies only when danger is not likely to. 56. Be encountered. Lo Rabbi Yitzhak further teaches us that when man comes to grief through sin and is liable to death by the hand of heaven, atonement is made by his ox dying, his poultry being lost, his flask breaking, or by his falling and injuring his little finger. A drop of blood flows from IT, and this part of his life is considered as the whole of it. These damages are not chance occurrences but the mercy of the Holy Blessed One. 11. The sages tell us that when one realizes the truth and associates heaven with his sufferings by prayer and by saying the blessing Baruch Dianamet, blessed be the true judge, he will have his sustenance fly to him. The sages also tell us that not only do judgments come upon us for our sin, but even when one comes under suspicion of some evil it is only because he has at one time done this thing or part of it, had IT in mind, or saw others doing IT and enjoyed IT. 1. Tanadbe Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 22. 10. Sohar 3 8b, SNI Lukat Vyashev. 11. Ibid. 3 46b. 57. Must be careful of suspecting others of transgression and should never call divine judgment on one's fellow man, as the sages teach in Talmud, Tractate Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yitzhak tells us there are three things that bring iniquity to mind, a shaky wall, expecting instant results, and testing God with one's prayer. Rabbi Aben adds that if one calls divine judgment on his fellow man, he is punished for his sins first. Even if the other is at fault, his iniquity is served upon him inflicting his body. 12. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai shows us that there is also great benefit in our hardships, as God delights in the soul but not in the body. He afflicts the body so that the soul may gain freedom. So we see physical suffering is only to remove a covering from the soul so that IT may be more openly revealed. I3 IT could be that a body's animal desires are too strong, causing much damage, so God weakens IT, letting the divine soul become more revealed. But if one were to neglect the spiritual the other side is strengthened, as Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai teaches that when Israel neglects to support the Torah, the serpent who was sentenced to crawl on its belly is thereby provided with supports and legs on which to stand firm and upright. I4. Rabbi Yehuda tells us how to raise our head, and not that of the serpent, as he teaches that while we are exiled from our land and offerings have ceased it is learning of the Torah and performance of good deeds that enable the community of Israel to raise its head high in exile. The true offerings of the righteous are their deeds. 15. Even if one is involved in the Torah as IT appears to him, he still needs to be sure that he is really true to his convictions, as Eliyahu Navi teaches about a generation whose. Ibid. 3.218a. Bavakama 50a. Sanhedrin 7a. Avoid Azara 18a, Alshachon Mishli. 58. Disciples of the wise are at strife with each other. They are seeing people whose hearts contrive covert schemes. If the business of these people is Torah, they do not keep the Torah and their punishment is Jehanim. 
For there to be true Torah there must be peace among disciples, as Rabbi Yossi that when people live in peace and do not harbor quarrelsome people in their midst, God has compassion on them and rigorous judgment is not invoked against them. 16 Serpent-like behavior causes one to study Torah so to be able to harass and argue with others. There is another situation we must work to avoid, as Rabbi Shemuel explains. 17 Famine comes to the world for the sins of the rich, yet the poor suffer most. This is because nothing is as dear to God as a broken and contrite heart. During a famine, the poor weep and cry before the king and he draws them nearer than ever then woe to the sinners who brought on the famine, as God hears the voice of the poor. Sometimes one may undergo a hardship when the trial for the most part, is not on him as much as on the one who is given the opportunity to come to his aid. 18 In a similar circumstance, the righteous are given the opportunity to prevent the transgression of the wicked, as stated in the Zohar that a righteous man is seized for the sins of the wicked if he does not try to stop them when it is within his power. 19. One must do all he can to prevent transgression. As all Israel depends on this. If not, heaven forbid, all Israel is weakened, as. 59. Rabbi Abba teaches in the Zohar that the righteous are smitten to atone for the wicked of the generation, and it is through the righteous that Israel is strengthened and stern judgment is suppressed. 20 All the more so. Horeo Lob. Sheen 7b. 10 at 7a. Midrash Rabba Song of Song 6 2. Ibid. Lamentations 1, 6. Must the righteous themselves beware of transgression, as Rabbi Ebiacha teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Baba Kama, that the Holy Blessed One is particular with those round about Him even in matters as light as a single hair. Rabbi Shanina further states that one WHO says Hashem is LAX in judgment, his life is outlawed. In this world we see there is deep judgment over one's transgressions. 21 Rabbi Hamanah teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Sanhedrin, that the first judgment in the hereafter is concerning study of Torah. The more one learns, the greater is his responsibility. As Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Avoid Azara that since one treads under his heels will encompass him about in the judgment day. The study of the Torah is of great importance. But no commandment should be taken lightly. This is reflected in the words of King David when he says in Psalms, Why should I fear the day of evil when the iniquity of my heel will surround me? Psalms 49 6. Whoever has reserved a place for Torah study and prayer will overcome his enemies. The righteous look forward to the day when they are prepared for the judgment day in the world to come, but alas for the wicked WHO never consider more than this world. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Horeo, happy is the generation whose ruler brings a sin offering for an unwilling transgression. As if the ruler will bring an offering so will the common man. Happy are the righteous men WHO suffered in this world according to the deeds of the wicked. But woe to the wicked in the world to come that prospered in this world as the righteous. The wicked may enjoy and prosper in this world but this is not their end. 60. The righteous may suffer in this world, but this is only for their good and benefit. As Rabbi Shanina teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Chien, that no man bruises his finger here on earth unless it is decreed against him in heaven. Blood of a bruise atones like the blood of a burnt offering. This is reflected in the words of King David when he says, The steps of the strong man are directed by God. And in his path he delights, Psalms 37:23. The man who is strong in his attachment to his Creator, the Holy One, personally looks over and directs his path so that he can receive correction in this world while the wicked seem to prosper and not receive divine judgment. This is only because they do not draw the Holy One near them. So he allows them to continue in their way without correcting them till the day of judgment when they will finally realize where they really stand. But the righteous are closely watched by God, as Rabbi Yochanan teaches in the Talmud, Tractate Tanit, 
that he who lives a more righteous life is judged stricter above, and Rabbi Yahashua ben Levi teaches that he who bears chastisement joyfully brings salvation to the world. It is a great sanctification of the Holy One when one realizes that the hardships and discomfort he faces are the work of the Holy One, and realizes it is only for his own improvement. 23 This reflects a great faith in God. The sufferings of atonement, if received properly, are of great merit but much suffering is unnecessary and can be avoided by not inviting IT into your home, as Rabbi Levi teaches that the door that is not open to good deeds will open too. Ibid. Coil at 3-9. Ibid. 10-11, SNI Lukot Habrit by Shalak. 61. The doctor.24 one needs to be eager to find deeds of kindness to do, as Rabbi Shimon ben Abba and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teach in the name of Rabbi Yahashua that the tender. Ibid. Smot 13-3. Ibid. 3, 14. Hearted are as lambs, but because of the hard-hearted God turns his head away when people transgress against us in exile. Concerning these hard-hearted ones, Rabbi Pinhas teaches in the name of Rabbi Reuven that it is when one is quarrelsome, a slander-monger, an evildoer engaging in strife and violence, that places one in Jehanim. How can we expect kindness from God if our own people do not care for one another but the mercies of the Holy One are infinite 25 when judgment, heaven forbid, lands upon a person in whatever form, do not even begin to consider IT as a chance occurrence in as much as God could not be responsible as He is all-merciful. Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Kahana teach that never does a serpent bite, a lion maul or government interfere with men unless IT has been cited from above. Sometimes the mercy of God is hidden, as is taught by Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish that God warns a man three times and if he refuses to repent then God hardens his heart so that he is unable to do so, so that correction through judgment can occur.26. One should not be quick to rebuke someone for transgressions, if he sees he is suffering and knows its cause, 27 As Rabbi Levi teaches that he who suspects his friend of something for which he is not guilty will be smitten in his body. There is a middle road where one may comfort his brothers that are suffering and yet at the same time seek to strengthen their faith and bring them to God. 28 But rebuke is a difficult matter often unfortunately misused, and its specifics will be discussed later with the help of God. It is a bit easier to rebuke oneself, and this introspective nature is most necessary, as the 62 Sages teach that Israel. Ibid. Ruth 2. Zohar Amor. Midrash Rabbah Bereshit 55-7. Kod Hakmak. Chapter Atonement. During the period of judges was neglectful of repentance so God cast them into a deep sleep. So in this generation we must strive to become closer to God, toiling vigorously in the Torah from introspection to wipe away the sleep from our eyes. It is clear that this is no time for sleep in view of the stern judgments we have seen come upon us. The sages teach that, as in the plagues of Egypt. When punishment is decreed not only are the messengers of punishment active but others are drawn into activity by the action, and if one has judgment suspended against him they may be called upon him by one of the punishing angels.29 During times of judgment such as these, and other matters yielding uncertainty, Rabbi Huna tells us under the authority of Rabbi Eliezer that the Holy One places the righteous in suspense and in doubt only to subsequently reveal the real meaning of the matter to them. These real meanings can be difficult to decipher, as we are not Rebbe. The Talmud, Tractate Baba Metzia, teaches about Rebbe, Yehuda the Prince, WHO knew that his 13-year attack of kidney stones was caused by failing to show compassion to a baby calf. The word sufek, doubt, does not exist in the Torah, as doubts involving divine things have no foundation and don't really exist. They are only caused by faults of our perception. 
The Malbeam helps U.S. to understand the nature of judgments by teaching U.S. that punishment for transgression against true faith or ethical principles is meted out in a natural order, but transgression against natural law like murder calls the providential order of judgment into play. Elijah the prophet teaches that God chastises Israel only to bring him to truth. 63. Which is the seal of God? One way to reach truth is through poverty, as Eliyahu teaches it is through poverty that we come to fear God. 30 They WHO act out of love come to IT only through poverty, but in the long term poverty is a curse and we are responsible to see that. Malbim Parsha Bereshit. Tana De Eliyahu Rabbah, ch. 18. None of our brothers or sisters are left destitute, or as Elijah the prophet teaches us, blessed is the man who shares the distress of the community, he is given ample reward from. Heaven. 31 Concerning dealing with all judgment in general, Elijah gives some good advice, teaching that when a man has words of Torah within him his heart learns to live with them. 32. 64. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 5. Ibid. ch. 15. 6. Just way gate 3. When the letters of the first word of the Torah, Bereshit, are rearranged, they can spell Ashrei Beit Happy House. This signifies how great is the bringing of happiness to the world. To achieve this goal we can begin with the advice of Elijah the prophet that a man should always get himself a comrade to eat with him, drink with him, recite Mishnah with him, recite Chumash with him, and reveal to him secrets of the Torah and worldly things. One just as it is so important to have good companionship, so must one avoid the company of evil men, as it is taught that one should not even look at the face of an angry man or an evil man. Energy radiates from the faces of such people and this negative energy is far from the Torah. But when one's thought, speech. 65. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 16. And actions are directed in Torah and mitzvot, he reaches the highest root of influence on man, the forces of creation connecting the world to its original source. Approaching a complete life of Torah can be seen in this parable, a macrobiotic health food fanatic will not eat certain food, and others he must have, and what he refrains from seems a burden to him until he reaches complete understanding of the nature of the destructive elements from which he abstains. This comes parallel with the knowledge of the benefit of those foods that he chooses to eat. Then all this becomes his only option. This appears to be a gradual enlightenment, leading to freedom, yet the power of prophecy is given when needed, and at the proper time, not necessarily just by merit of the individual, as Yehu killed all worshippers of the Baal in a minute. One can bring oneself closer to perfection by developing listening skills, the ability of expression, the ability to arrive at new ideas not given previously by others. These skills help one to advance toward a perfect state. The Malbim teaches us that the soul was originally a lofty essence, an active intellect involved in absolute truths that IT grasped instantaneously, as it was not joined to matter. But now the highest point of the revelation of prophecy is mediated by the imaginative faculty, thus resulting in lofty visions through masks and wrappings, these. 66. Being the unclear mirror. Chidashim, new ideas, in the Torah one reveals in this world are insights their soul received at Sinya. Even the prophesies of the prophets were revealed at Sinya.2. Now we can develop our intellectual and imaginative faculties, thus bringing greater revelation of the soul within, by the developmental skills cited above. Also quite important and overlooked, we must realize the limits of our perception, grieve over our inadequacies and yearn to widen our spiritual. Malbim Parsha Bereshit, Alshachon Proverbs. Horizons. Then God will grant us further insights. Just as the methods and traits above help one to acquire revelation of the soul, one must also be aware of unethical conduct and poor character traits, 
laziness, and unwillingness to overcome handicaps and evil tendencies. A lack of sensitivity concerning these warps mentality and prevents harmony. In the school of Elijah the prophet it is taught that a man should always be resourceful in exercising his fear of God, striving to be on the best terms with his father and mother, master, fellow, and all men. Thus he will be loved on high and regarded well below. His company will be welcomed by his fellows, and his days will be filled with good. Three, The proper relationship of a man to his fellows is obviously a deep matter. We get some primary direction and proper behavior in our relationship to others from Rabbi Ashi in Tractate Sanhedrin, where he states that if two boats going in opposing directions meet on a river, both will sink if they try to pass simultaneously so it is proper to let the one with a greater distance to travel proceed first. Four. From here we learn a general rule, to establish peace in all our relationships. That is, whoever needs the most help and has the greatest distance to return to God, to this individual we should cater instead of being obsessed with only our own spiritual needs. Whether a person needs help in learning. 67. Torah or taking care of his children, let one put his journey aside for a while to come to the other's aid. These words of Rabbi Ashi contain many secrets and lessons, as all the words of our sages, so they should be looked at closely. It is important that we take time to turn aside from our business and help our brothers that are unlearned in the ways of the Torah, for Elijah teaches us that the hatred that. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 1. Sanhedrin 32b. The immoral, unlearned Jewish man holds against disciples of the wise is greater than the hatred the nations of the world harbor for us.5 If we can share even a small portion of the Torah with these men, we can dislodge a bit of this evil hatred from their hearts. Know that the SNI Lukat Habrit teaches on Parsha Vyagash that the redemption will not come when there is strife and baseless hatred in Israel. We are told in Tractate Sanhedrin that Rabbi Zerah showed friendship to lawless men in his neighborhood in order to lead them back to the way of God. All Jewry are one entity. Unlearned Jews are as the physical body. Religious are as the spirit. Therefore pious men do not separate from the unlearned but form a bond with them so as to watch over them with a compassionate eye and return them to the good path. All Jews are as limbs of one body as long as one is not cut off, there is still a possibility of a cure. Each one of man's limbs is a branch of the ATZ Kaim, tree of life 6 one should love God to the extent that they call others to love Him. We can learn from His example. This is not to say that one should be immersed in the company of the wicked or ignorant, for this is clearly wrong as King David says at the beginning of Psalms, happy is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, in the way of sinners he does not stand, and he does not sit with scorners, p.s. 1, 1 2. But one may go to those brothers who will accept our. 68. Company and share with them what counsel he may give them, and they will learn a great deal if only by observing the conduct of the righteous man. Soon, these lawless men will be discussing the great questions instead of scorning at what they did not understand. Men unlearned in the Torah are dormant souls. They are as the wick of a lamp, and a son of the Torah can be as a flame to this wick. The dormant soul, when fed the pure oil that is Torah and ignited from the holy spark of another Jew, begins to function effectively as a whole lamp, body and soul. This applies not only to the sinner who is being elevated, but to the one who is elevating him. Both receive great good from this experience, as Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai teaches in the Zohar that he who seeks a sinner and takes him from his evil way is elevated as no other. Seven it would be good for one to set aside time each day, week, or month, depending on one's. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 16. Sanhedrin 37a. Toldot Yaakov Yosef Kiddoshim, Otzer Hashayim, SNI Lukat Habrit. Zohar 2, 128b. Spiritual level, to go out and help others see the truth of the Torah, bringing them closer to God. 
Elijah makes a strong statement concerning one's time when he teaches that a mortal should look at himself and realize that after a short time, death comes. Let him lift his eyes to heaven and ask, WHO created these, the heaven, earth, sun, moon, stars, planets, early and late, they do the will of their creator. In a like manner, early and late every day without fail, one is to be at the words of the Torah in order to do the will of his creator. Eight. Finally, everything else will seem foolish, as when one is deeply enjoying physical pleasures he always finds the time goes just too quickly. Spiritual pleasure is of the same order, the time is just too short to interrupt for food and drink. Our level of revelation is always changing. Sometimes we find IT more difficult to fulfill the 69. Commandments of the Torah than we do at other times. We do not always have the same inner motivation to do what is right. This is because, as Rabbi Miller teaches, life is as a ship traveling on the waters, there are low and high tides, and one cannot depend on the high tide alone but by use of sails and his ability to control them, he can carry his ship in the desired direction even with ordinary winds, and even if it is contrary to the direction in which the wind propels him. Nine. In any case, one must make the most of each moment that his soul occupies a body in this world. It is explained that one hour of Teshuvah return to God is worth more than all the world to come, Olam Haba, for only in this world can our personal entrance fee to Olam Haba be attained. Spent constructively, an hour may have three times its value. Time is so precious that we count the seven-year cycles. All time spent on spiritual desires have a permanence in relation to their product. Tana de Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 15. The Secret of Happiness. By all means, we must try to ride out the wave that each moment has to offer. Through this, we will not only remove the blocks we have put up between ourselves and the Creator, but beyond this atonement we will gain a new closeness to the Blessed Holy One. The way to reach this has been laid out by our sages. The men of the Great Assembly made offense around the Torah because without the open revelation of divinity, such as living prophets, innovations were needed to ensure the continuance of the way of a Torah lifestyle. These innovations were needed for our protection. They are the fence on the sides of God's Torah path keeping us on the way toward that ultimate goal. In traveling that path of acquisitions toward holiness, one must have wisdom that is humility, bravery that is self-control. And wealth that is a state of peace. This. 70. Peace is a guiding principle, as taught by Rabbi Kahana in the Midrash Pasikta, that the king of the universe has the power to make peace by making his creations surrender to one another and to him. 10. This is why we make peace between fellow men, the decisive factor when figuring out how to apply a rule of law. When there is peace between fellow men, then God can dwell in their midst as God's name is Shalom, peace is explained in the Talmud. Just as we can use peace between fellow men as a principle in showing U.S. how to apply the laws of the Torah to avoid its opposite, so too it is appropriate for U.S. to look at other primary holy traits and their opposites to better understand the dictates of the Torah. The flagrant violation of ritual law is countered by its opposite, piety. Antisocial behavior is countered by social responsibility. Immoral or immodest behavior of a sexual. Pesikta Drabai Kahana, Pesikta 1. 7. Purification of the Permitted. Rabbeinu Bakya teaches us that the exalted Creator's purpose for the creation of man was to discipline the soul and to test IT in this world so that IT might be purified and attain the character of the holy angels, as the prophet Zechariah states, I will give you free access to those WHO stand. Divine wisdom deemed IT necessary to test souls by union with. 71. Physical bodies that have the capacity for growth and increase through food given to them, bodies that could procreate other individuals to take their place. In this world the Creator gave enjoyment as a reward for exercising these functions. If a person lets his inclination toward these pleasures dominate his understanding, 
his soul will be drawn to them yielding to excesses that injure its existence and destroy the body hence the need for the. As taught by Rabbi Yitzhak, one should first do the precepts in fear, and through that fear he will come to do them in joy. It is forbidden for a man to rejoice excessively in the mundane, physical world, but in the precepts of the Torah it is quite right for him to rejoice. First, one should aim at unifying the name of his master in fear, with which the ascent heavenward commences. The accent begins six through purification of the permitted, limiting permitted physical pleasures. This and the sufferings one endures for the sake of heaven are a very personal matter, varying with each individual based on the nature of his soul. In Tractate Bhavakama, this matter is dealt with where the sages tell us that Rabbi Chizda would raise his pant legs when he walked between thorns because the body, if injured by. 72. Nature, will heal, but if his garment were to be torn by nature there is no cure. But Rabbi Eliezer Hakipper ben Rebbe teaches that a Nazarite who does not drink wine brings a sin offering for his abstention, all the more so one WHO deprives himself in all matters. Not everyone can act as Rabbi Chizda, seven and for the wrong soul such behavior would be not much more than a transgression. Yet we do find admonitions from the sages, such as in Tractate Sanhedrin where Rabbi Yehuda ben Shimon teaches that whoever emaciates his face for the sake of the study of the Torah in this world, the Holy Blessed One will make his face shine in the next. One WHO starves himself for the Torah in this world, God satisfies them in the next. We see from these statements that the deprivations must be done for the sake of the Torah, eight for the sake of study of the Torah. If one were to go without food and sleep and yet spend his time involved in secular affairs and Ibid. 5.56a. Bhavakama 91b. Sanhedrin 100a. Not find his delight in the learning of the Torah, how do these actions reflect fulfilling the Torah for its own sake? As explained earlier, deprivations are only a means to free the soul from the bondage of the body, bringing IT closer to God, but the deprivations themselves do not fulfill this end if a person's mind is elsewhere. But he WHO rises early and stays late in the house of study, blackening his face from deprivation and hunger as a raven, will pile up mounds of explanations on every letter of the Torah. Benazai adds further that if a man debases himself for the sake of the Torah eating dry dates, wearing shabby clothes, sitting on the ground, keeping guard over the wise even though every passerby thinks he is a fool, in the end you will find the whole. 73. Torah is within him. The Hutzkeim teaches that those WHO strive day and night in the Torah and their face becomes black from poverty. To cleave to Torah and mitzvot is their only hope and desire. While many hinder and mock them. They brace themselves to stand firmly at their holy post. These attain the peak of spiritual elevation in these times. The sages in Tractate Kala Rabbati 9 give us more insight, teaching that the way of study of the Torah is eating a morsel of bread and salt, water by measure, sleeping on the ground, and laboring in the Torah. Rabbi Yahashua ben Levi teaches us another aspect of this divine service in the Midrash, 10 that God has given wanderings to those that fear Him. Rabbi Alexandri adds to our understanding 11 by teaching us that there is no man without suffering, happy is he whose sufferings come through the Torah. All experience hardships of some sort, 12 while in this world we can make ours for the sake of heaven through our divine service. From Rabbi Levi, we learn that God's afflictions of love do not hinder one from learning the Torah. 13 Blessed is the man whose sufferings only strengthen his soul, yielding him greater revelation and determination in his. Avod Rabbi Nathan 22b. Kalah Rabbati 54a. Midrash Rabbah Bereshit 40-2. Ibid. 92, 1. Ibid. 74. Study of the Torah. The sages teach that this determination yields a great reward, as one WHO withstands the test instead of rebelling against God in poverty receives a double portion in the world to come. 
Another asset of purification of the permitted is explained by Rabbeinu Bakya.14 He teaches that the majority of transgressions require at least two people, such as fornication, fraud, and lying. Solitude and seclusion can save one from many sins and is the utmost means of securing good qualities, it being the chief support for purity of the heart. Good is the love of solitude, but one must not be misled against association with wise men. Rabbeinu Bakya further explains 15 that the kind of abstinence most in line with the way of the Torah is when one separates from the world in his heart, but is involved in some physical occupation for the material benefit of mankind. The soul should abhor this world and its wealth, yearn for the world to come, and take from this world only what is needed in order to have spiritual provisions in Olam Haba. Seclusion is a most precious aid in coming closer to God, but as in all areas of abstinence, there is need for moderation and seclusion as well. 16. For a general principle we can turn to a teaching of Rabbeinu Bakya, that one should diminish desires in this world to such an extent as desiring only what one would want if he were going to leave this world by the evening of this day. This is not easy by any means, for just as it is impossible for a drunkard to be cured of his lust for wine till he is completely separated from IT, 17 So must we free our hearts of the desires of this world before our bodies can become disengaged from. Ibid. Shemot 31-3. Ibid. Bereshit I, 15. Duties of the Heart 2-305. Ibid. 325-75. Its Concerns. This is one place where seclusion and solitude can be used to help one overcome this battle. L8. Seclusion that is an affliction of the soul is just as necessary as the affliction of the body, as Rabbi Avraham teaches in Meditation of the Sad Soul that one can afflict his soul by eschewing all vain and idle words, speaking only words of wisdom, words of Torah not having the heart to contemplate evil or the affairs of this world but desiring to contemplate holiness and the wonders of the upper worlds. If he starves his body but does not afflict his soul, the sages say he will be punished for the hunger of his soul. Rabbi Avraham further teaches, concerning one WHO separates from the mundane things of this world with his body and his soul, 19 that the man who keeps aloof from the affairs of this world, despising its evil desires, refraining from any action not connected to a commandment rejecting worldly possessions and despising all wealth and riches, can be confident that he will receive his reward in the world to come. To obtain any of the lofty objectives of the Torah, 201 must beware of sleep, as Rabbi Nathan notes that sleep is an aspect of slavery. Sleep can steal time, and we have already discussed how precious each moment's potential is. 21. A final word on this subject from our holy teacher Elijah the prophet, IT must be made clear to mortals that whenever a man endures affliction because of his study of the Torah and because of his carrying out the commandments. A reward for his exemplary behavior is given to him but the principal reward is kept for him in the world to come. Shammai said serving God for material reward is permitted, while Hillel held that serving God for material reward or reward of the world to come are equally forbidden. 22. Ibid. 381. Meditation of the Sad Soul 73. Ibid. 134. Rabbi Nachman Stories 242. Tana Bey Eliyahu 410. 76. 8. Just Way Gate 4. The Holy One always creates a solution before He creates a problem. One may have a problem when trying to come closer to the Creator through His Torah, especially at first. If failing to see the Creator's will within the commandments. But the Creator gave the solution to this problem before He gave the Torah to Israel. The Malbim explains that IT says in the Torah, X. 24-7, we shall do before we shall hear. In order to recover the distorted nature of man one must do first, and subsequently the intellect will come to comprehend the truth. L. Here we have judgment with mercy. 
the judgment is our separation from Torah understanding, and the difficulty the separation creates. The mercy is the solution of initial. 77. Malbim Parsha Bereshi. Doing is explained above. When the obstacles in divine service seem insurmountable, just proceed and IT will be easier the next time. However, one must also beware when things seem to be going very well. God caused the Egyptians to bring in their horses during the plagues, but this was only so as to set them aside for their final destiny drowning at the Red Sea. One should know that though things seem to be favorable, God, at times, encourages and even leads people in the paths they choose. So, in making choices, one must be most careful, especially if he is a student of the Torah, as it is taught by Elijah the prophet that a disciple of the wise WHO learns Chumash and Mishnah, but in business does not deal with integrity, brings destruction to the world. Too. Often, people ERR in believing that since they have had success in their business practices, they are in line with the will of the Creator in life and that He is honoring them with reward. Many times it is true, but this is their only reward, just as Pharaoh's horses were only being prepared for a later, unpleasant end. The sages teach us that jealousy, greed, and the search for glory hastens one's departure from this world. These traits are the root of motivation leading to many a man's falling into callous and unjust business practices. Rabbi Miller, in his book The Secret of Happiness, teaches that we can learn from God's giving one ration of manna to each person equally. The lesson is that happiness does not consist in accumulation through competing, racing, grabbing, and subduing others. This was shown further by the fact that even if one accumulated an excess of manna, he found it was not more than the other fellows when he took IT home. This shows us there is no good in letting greed prevail. Manna only came in small pieces, showing that the ingredi. Tanadei Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 16. 78. ENTS to happiness are small things one can reach. Three when man acts in self-centered ways, he absorbs impurity till he starts defiling the land. The land will not adapt to the people, but will expel them since they defile IT, as with the great flood and the destruction of the people of Canaan. Rabbi Shimon teaches that the place against which a sin has been committed itself reveals the sin. For one need not despair, as atonement is given by the mercy of God and purification is effected through one's own efforts. Specifically, one must go beyond his normal level of comfort to effect purification, as signified in the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Through our service on this day, we correct the damages we have brought into this world, preventing the curses in the Torah, such as, Dut. 11, 17, the earth will not yield its produce. We must at all costs avoid defiling the earth, as we depend upon her. Dependence of one upon another exists throughout the entire creation. The Kohanim and the Levites are supported by others, showing that God prefers dependence on others to wealthy independence. Just as the Kohan and Levi are dependent on the rest of Israel, so we are dependent on the earth if we want to see length of days. The sages teach in the Talmud, Tractate Berekat, that three things, if they are lengthened, lengthen a man's days, prayer, meals, and the time in the lavatory. One should pray many prayers, but not expect his request to be automatically granted. At one time, the sacrificial altar atoned for Israel. Now one's table, through the spiritual elevation of his food, accomplishes IT. This will be explained in depth later. In the teachings of Elijah the prophet we find, as Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov teaches, that the Holy One bestows wealth upon a man through a man's love for him, reverence. 79. Humil. The Secret of Happiness 46. Zohar 2 85b. Idi, meekness, compassion. Peace, diligent study, attachment to scholars, discussion with disciples, through his yes being yes and his no being no in short. Through labor in the Torah and labor at right conduct, 
the Holy One comes to treasure such a man. 5 If one sees that he is falling short of these examples of proper behavior, he can begin anew. To start a new day, one must truly see himself as ignorant and crude before God. One must remove from his mind all that has passed as if he is a new baby, then he can live a good, sweet, and pleasant life and enter the portals of heaven. Rabbi Yossi tells us in the Zohar that as soon as the influence of the Sitra Akra the other side dies, God brings to life the side of holiness. All this the Holy One, blessed as He does at one and the same time. Six The pushing away of negative traits and replacing them with holiness is taught by Elijah to Rabbi Baroka and Rabbi Eliezer of Hosea in Tractate Tanit. There we learn that two men WHO act as gestures cheering up depressed men, as well as those WHO strive to make peace between quarreling people have a share in the eternal world to come. Man must rid himself of depression and strife so that he can bring atonement to the world. This atonement comes from eating and drinking and being joyous, as taught by Rabbi Albo, for by these Israel blesses, praises, and extols the Holy One, blessed is he. Eight in one of the highlights of rejoicing at a wedding, Rabbi Chelbo teaches in the name of Rabbi Huna, by gladdening the bridegroom one becomes privileged to acquire knowledge of the Torah that was given in five. Voices. This rejoicing is a thanksgiving offering. 5. Tanad Bey Eliyahu. 6. Sohar 3 205 A. 10 at 22 A. Midrash Rabbah Esther 3, 13. 80. It is as if one is restoring the ruins of Israel. 9. When one follows the examples of exemplary behavior, as has been discussed above, he will not have to fear from evil. Elijah teaches that evil does not come to him who does good, nor good to him who does evil, but good comes to good and evil to evil. 10 One can then follow the teaching of Rabbi Akova without fear of beasts of the field, as it is taught that Rabbi Akiva like the Medes WHO hold counsel in a field. 11 The beasts of the field have no power over the righteous man, as God watches over him to protect him, as IT states in the Torah, Numbers 6:24. God will bless you and guard you, but one should never expect God to perform miracles for him or put himself into a place of danger. One way to avoid danger is to beware of guests one invites into one's home. Rabbi Yossi ben Shanina teaches us that a woman recognizes a person's character better than a man, 12 so one, if possible, should rely upon his wife in this matter of judgment. Rabbi Eliezer, in the name of Rabbi Yossi ben Zimra, teaches that a woman is endowed with more understanding than a man. 13 It is also taught by Rabbi Yehuda that righteous women are not included in the decree pronounced on Eve. 14 Just as Rabbi Akhova taught us to meet in a field, we know the prophetess Deborah went outside an SAT under a palm tree where she instructed the masses in Torah. 15 It is known that Hulda the prophetess S.A.T. in the house of Torah study at the gate of the temple court, which in the Talmud. Yurikot 6b. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Zuda. Ch. 3. Yurikot 8b. Ibid. Lab. 81. Midrash Rabbah Bereshit is colon 1. Ibid, Smot 1, 20. Tanad Bey Eliyahu Rabbah. P. 50 is called the Gate of Holda. She taught the oral law to the elders of the generation. She had a chamber next to the Chamber of Stone where the Sanhedrin convened. 16 Eliyahu said that a woman helps man by making his eyes light up. The sages tell us that there is a secret tradition concerning how to identify the Moshiach that was passed from Jacob to Joseph to Asher and then to Sarah his daughter, WHO lived to the time of King David. It is also known that the Torah was given to the women of Israel before the men because they act promptly to fulfill IT. Without the end of and there is only, fire, of male and female aspects. Women are apt to display a higher degree of faith in God than men. It is due to the righteous Jewish women that we were redeemed from Egypt. 17 With all these facts in mind, 
it is obvious the great value a man's wife is to him, and women in general to Israel. It is no wonder that we find many statements throughout the Torah teaching that a man is not complete without a wife. Most sons have the character of their mother's brother. IT should also be noted in the teaching brought down in the name of Rabbi Levi that women have tendencies toward being greedy, inquisitive, envious, indolent, quarrelsome, and gossiping. Of these traits they must beware.18 But both men and women must watch their speech, as speech is a garment of the soul. It is taught in the name of Rabbi Mari, the grandson of Rabbi Huna, son of Rabbi Yirmiyahu ben Abba, that before leaving a friend one should not finish the conversation with idle talk, joking, or frivolity but a matter of Torah law. 19 Thus in all ways a man keeps God in the forefront of his thoughts, and the purpose within his actions. It is taught by. 82. Rabbi Shanina ben Akiva that if a man gets up early in the morning to gather straw and stalks still moist from the morning dew, we apply to him the verse if water be put on the seed, but if he did this so as to not be disturbed from his usual work, these words don't apply. 20 Everything rests. 2 Kings 4, 11. Midrash Rabbi Shemot 28-2, SNI Lukat Habrit Bishalak, Alshich Mishli. Ibid. Dovarim 6, 11, Alshich Mishli. Virekot 31a. Ernvin 87b. Within one's intent from his getting up early. Throughout his daily conversation, one must know God in all his ways for this reason. As Rabbi Shia Bar Abba in the name of Rabbi Yahashua ben Korcha teaches that one should always try to be first in the performance of a good deed, 21 and concerning IT Rabbi Yossi ben Abin and Rabbi Yossi ben Zebla teach that even the dispensable parts of a commandment prevent calamities, as is taught in Tractate Sukkah.22 so we must endeavor to perform the commandments meticulously. Concerning optional parts of commandments, they may not be required yet they glorify a precept. Not only do they prevent calamities but their importance is reflected in the teaching in Tractate Rosh Hashanah that one WHO adopts only the more lenient rules of Shammai and Hillel is a bad man.23 The good man, the righteous man, always has the Torah before him in all his ways and only desires the opportunity to fulfill the Holy One's will. He will not be looking in the Torah to find the easiest way out of a precept, but the most efficient way to fulfill IT, bringing the greatest revelation of light into this world. Man must ever be changing his conduct perfecting himself in the fulfillment of the commandments, for this is known to cancel out a judgment of doom upon a man, as taught by Rabbi Yitzhak that there are four things that 83. Cancel doom upon a man charity, supplication, change of name, and change of conduct.24. Concerning drawing down the mercy of God, Rabbi Avraham, in his book Meditation of the Sad Soul, teaches that it is better for one to feed the hungry than to starve his own body unnecessarily. God does not want you to starve your body and have no pity for unnecessary affliction of the Bhavakama 38b Sukkah 38a Rosh Hashanah 14b Ibid. 16b Flesh, but according to His attribute of mercy by which He has mercy on the hungry and thirsty and orders them to be fed, so should we act accordingly. 25 If we do not abuse our feelings of mercy and pity, we can expect God to respond to us with these forces when we need them. The school of Hillel teaches that he WHO abounds in kindness inclines the scales of judgment toward kindness.26 in Tractate Sanhedrin, Rabbi Meir speaks of this teaching, saying that the measure by which one measures will be equally measured out to him. God gives to each righteous man his full hand.27. Elijah the prophet teaches that we are to cause the name of heaven to be loved by mankind, so we are to be loving in the give and take of everyday life in our dealings with men, for when a man is loving in the give and take of ordinary life, and besides recites Chumash and Mishnah, through such a man the name of heaven is sanctified.28. In Tractate Rosh Hashanah, we are taught that by extending love in measured actions involving others, 
God passes over a person's transgressions. 29 A man must be a man of kindness. Rabbi Huna teaches in Tractate Avoid Azara that one WHO studies the Torah but does not do acts of benevolence is as if he had no true. 84. God. 30 Kindness is of such central importance that the Torah begins and ends with an act of kindness, as taught by Rabbi Samilia in Tractate Satah. 31 Elijah teaches that God, even in wrath, remembers and rewards, with the radiance of his countenance, the man who. Meditation of the Sad Soul 74. Rush Hashanah 17a. Senhedrin. Tana de Eliyahu Rabbah, p. 140. Rush Hashanah 17b. Avoid Azara 17b. Sotah 14a. Has shown compassion to others in his lifetime. 32 One who does not show compassion to his fellow man is evil, as Rabbi Abba explains the teaching of Rabbi Edi in Tractate Kedushin that one who is evil to heaven and evil to man is a wicked man who is evil, but one who is evil to heaven but not evil to man is a wicked man who is not evil. 33. Concerning doing kindness with God, Rabbi Bakya teaches that Jerusalem was destroyed because the strict letter of the law was kept and never more. They did their duty, but no more. Sometimes, one who does not more than discharge his obligation has not done his duty. 34 Concerning the kindness one is obligated to have for his fellow man, we learn that a man cannot consider himself an island, but is to feel concerned with the condition of those around him. Elijah teaches that one WHO shares the troubles of his community will live to see the community's deliverance. He cannot look at a populace in deep distress and go home to eat and drink and be untroubled. 35 A frequently occurring opportunity to show kindness to one's fellow man is when walking together we may share a discourse on the Holy Torah. Rabbi Aliyah ben Shia teaches in Tractate. 85. Megillah that two scholars WHO travel and do not discuss Torah deserve to be devoured by fire. 36 How important is it that one always has Torah in mind so he can be ready to discuss IT at will? Few realize how important is the conduct between friends, whether there is peace amongst them or not, the world depends upon them. Each person is a small world. With this in mind we should consider the teaching of Rabbi Shimon ben Eliezer in Tractate Tanit that one should be gentle as a reed but unyielding as a cedar. 37 These are very deep words containing many lessons requiring contemplation. One must be unyielding as a cedar involving the performance of the commandments in the proper time and place. Yet one must behave as a reed, which is flexible, thus bringing Torah to each situation, making the Torah appear as a thing of beauty to all eyes just as a reed is used in making beautiful music. With this understanding, it is possible to make every social contact with others a spiritual experience, strengthening ourselves and growing in application of Torah to daily life, as Torah is a way of life, not just a set of laws one takes on. This is reflected in understanding Torah's opposite, idolatry, which in Hebrew is avoid azara, literally meaning strange worship. Throughout life, in every hour of the day and night a person is in some way either serving God or doing something strange, alien to the Torah. Indeed, the Torah given to Moses is a teaching of a holy lifestyle. This is why the sages teach, in Tractate Nadarim, that idolatry is so grave a sin that in the rejection of it is the fulfillment of the whole Torah. 38 One must not mistakenly think. Tana de Eliyahu Zuda, ch. L. Kiddushin 40a. Duties of the Heart 237. Tanabe Eliyahu. Megillah Lob. 86. That all one's days are involved only in divine service. This must be understood in context of the teaching of the Zohar that righteousness must be hidden and not brought out into the open lest the world be brought to offense. 39 You must consider the spiritual level of others around you and direct your action accordingly. Beware, for we learn that all WHO spend life in a deep slumber, not turning darkness into light or 
Tenet 20b. Nadarum 25a. Zohar I, 2b. Bitterness into sweet, will have no portion with Rabbi Shimon, author of the Zohar, in the world to come. 40. To relate to Rabbi Shimon on any level, one must acquire wisdom of the Torah. It is known that fear is the final object of wisdom, but the highest order of wisdom can only be reached through the gate of fear. It is taught in the Zohar that fear is the gateway to faith, 41 faith being the power that surrounds wisdom, as taught by the Rabbi Dov Burr of Lubavitch and to be discussed later. Rabbi Shimon teaches U.S. concerning faith, in Tractate Menachot, that a Kohen who does not believe in the service has no portion in the priesthood. 42. 87. Hibid. I, 4a. Hibid. I, 11b. Menachot, 18b. 9. Just weigh gate 5. 88. Yearning for him. The fear of God is not like fearing punishment by a fellow man, but fear of God comes from an awareness of him, closeness to his Torah, raising within oneself the memory of being at Mount Sinai that awesome day of revelation, and hearing the spirit of Elohim Hayim, the living God, speaking through the prophets. Rav Moshe Alsich teaches that man without the spirit of Elohim and in him is like mold that rots into nothingness. Once one realizes that he can get closer to God, the creator of the whole universe, anything else seems futile and small, incomparable to joining with God to shape the creation instead of passing one's day like cattle, passive participants. For a deeper understanding of this raising of perception, Rambenu Baki teaches that one must learn separation, from the permitted, before he can approach the love of God, for it is impossible for the love of the Creator to be firmly fixed in our hearts if the love of this world is there. But when the believer's heart is emptied of the love of this world and freed from its lusts as a result of perceiving and understanding, then the love of God may be established in the heart and fixed in the soul in accordance with his yearning. Abi Eliezer teaches that whoever sets out to purify himself is helped from on high. A man should place his trust in God and nowhere else, purge his heart of all strange thoughts so as to make it as a path that leads straight to the desired destination, making God the only object of devotion in the world. L. In achieving this goal of making God the only object of devotion one must acquire fear. Rabbeinu Bakya teaches us that to fear God because we are afraid of punishment or to receive a reward is not an adequate approach to the fear of God, but our awe is to be inspired by His exalted glory and almighty power. This awe does not depart from a person as long as he lives. This serves as an introduction to pure love and Zohar 1 142 a r 89 4 and realization of God.2 the ultimate manifestation of pure love is shown when the soul apprehends what will bring more light and vigor to IT. The soul will attach herself to IT in her thoughts and dwell upon IT in her imagination. She will desire and yearn for IT.3 She will see IT if one follows the instruction in Avod by Nathan that a man's house should be a place where the wise agree to meet. For thus, one will always have righteousness before him. Concerning the meeting of companions, Rabbi. Duties of the Heart 2-341. 343. Avod Rabbi Nathan. Yossi tells us that IT behooves men to abound in love for one another, removing enmity from their midst so as not to weaken the right side. 5. Through this love one has access to life otherwise unaccessible, as taught by Rabbi Shnur Zalman. Love causes wisdom's vitality to flow downward, otherwise his wisdom descends without the flow of life from IT, heaven forbid. 6. Rabbi Shimon tells us that a man who endeavors to serve the Holy One with joy in heart, soul, and will can be quite sure that the Shechina, Divine Presence, dwells in him. 7. In Tanid Bey Eliyahu, we are taught that if one does not serve God with love, he will come to serving him in the midst of hostility. If one doesn't serve God with joy in the midst of abundance of everything, 
he will come to serve him in hunger, thirst, nakedness, and one of all things. Every morning before prayer the hour I would tell his students be sure to consciously fulfill the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. And it is essential to fulfill this to the extent that the Havarim, friends, each become like a limb of one united body. We learn of the importance of. 90. Love from the generation of Rabbi Shimon. All the companions loved one another with heart and soul. Therefore, in his generation, secrets were revealed. Companions who do not love one another pass away before their time. Students who do not love one another cause a departure from the right path and a blemish in the very Torah itself, as Torah is the essence of love, brotherhood, and truth. Nine, we learn from Rabbi Shimon that one WHO worships out of love attaches himself to the holiness of the world to be, by reason of love, ascending by the right side to its attachment and adornment. Worship stemming from fear does not join this highest supernal sphere that is reserved for the worship of love. One worshipping in the spirit of love is destined for Olam Haba.10. Zohar 1,201a. Tanya 417. Zohar 2,128b. Tana de Eliyahu Zuda, ch. 16. Zohar 2,190b. We learn from Rabbeinu Bakya, concerning the nature of this love, that the love of God is expressed because of benefits and kindness to us. This is because the Holy One, blessed is He, forgives our transgression and inequity. One loves his master for he is great and exalted and of awesome stature. This love is manifested in one's personal service. Forgoing one's own dignity if necessary. And with one's money. Cherishing the Torah of God inwardly and exhibiting IT openly. This love penetrates into all one's endeavors. One's love for another person should branch out of his love for God. 11. Rabbi Yitzhak teaches that the highest of all abodes in Olam Haba is for those attached to the love of their master, for their abode is linked to the palace that surpasses all, the Holy Blessed One being crowned in this one. This is. 91. The palace of love established for the sake of love. So it is with the holy name. The forms of the letters linked together so the whole is called love. He who loves his master is linked to that love. Twelve all need to work constantly toward this end. As Rabbi Shnur Zalman teaches that all of us are in need of the mercy of heaven, which is elicited by an arousal from below. So, at all times and every moment we should show compassion to those in need. He who hardens his heart and suppresses his compassion causes the same to happen above, heaven forbid. 13 We should not be satisfied with a lower level of love, one that only negates judgment, but we should strive for. As Rabbi Yitzhak describes, the palace of love, to be one who is attached to the love of his master. Rabbeinu Bakya explains to us, concerning these higher levels, that one WHO sets his mind on immediately attaining the love of God will fail too. Ibid. 2 216a. Duties of the Heart 2-348. Zohar 3-267b. Tanya 479. Achieve this purpose, only when many preliminaries have been made will the love of God emerge. Then he will always be rejoicing with God, being glad to be with his Creator, exulting in his favor, longing for his visitation. 14 Ultimately, 1 WHO constantly strives to keep the commandments in accordance with this. The Creator will strengthen and aid him to attain the true love that consists of aggrandizing and extolling him beyond the normal power of humanity. 15 Even though it is taught that to achieve this great love one must constantly strive to be more benevolent, yet IT must be in its proper place, as Rabbeinu Bakya warns that the hatred of those WHO love God and the love of those WHO hate God is detrimental to manifesting love of. 92. God. 16. All one's service to God must be motivated by love, 
as Rabbi Baki teaches that worship of God is only possible by loving Him, and fear includes love but love does not include fear. 17 It is possible for one to err in the service of the worship of love by showing love in the wrong place, as taught above. But from the left side, the side of fear and severity, error is also possible. Rabbi Yehuda ben Korcha teaches in Sanhedrin that where there is strict justice there is no peace and where there is no peace there is no strict justice, peace and charity abide where there is arbitration, for the letter of the law will not let both parties abide in peace. 18. The sages teach in Tractate Kala Rabbati that great is peace, for the world is based on IT. In the book of Ben Sira we learn that we should love peace, for on IT the world is based. Love all people and be on guard against pride as IT kindles. Duties Job the Heart 2-353. Ibid. 359. Ibid. 361. Kod Haikmak, Chapter Love. Sanhedrin 6b. Anger, breaks friendships, and builds sadness instead of the. Song of Symbols. 19 Unlike false pride that can be a barrier to peace, peace, Rabbi Shimon ben Halafda tells us, is greater than any other vessel, for no vessel can contain blessing as effectively as peace, it is the seal of all prayer. Rabbi Eliezer Hakapper teaches that peace weighs everything. Elijah the prophet teaches us that the way of the King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed is he, is to make peace among all the inhabitants of the world and among all the handiwork he created in the world. 20. A man earns the favor of his Creator by seeking to make peace in emulation of the Holy One, blessed is he, WHO makes peace daily among the 496,000 myriads of ministering angels, WHO 93. Stand before him, and WHO tries to continually make peace among the nations of the world's inhabitants. So should one always make peace between Israel and God's great name. A man who seeks to make peace must be a humble man. 21 Even though one should always strive to make peace and at most times this is accomplished through kindness, yet sometimes peace must be brought about through severity of judgment, as Rabbi Abba explains, telling us to observe that the severity of judgment in which the Holy One delights is fully defined, it being the judgment that evokes mercy and gladness. 22 Thus, one needs a willingness to show forbearance, compassion and forgiveness in making judgments. At most times, one should be merciful with others so as to draw them nearer to God. The way you approach the Torah is the way IT approaches you, as Rabbi Yitzhak teaches that if a man comes to attach himself to the Torah IT will open to receive him, but if a man. Kala Rabbati 52b. Tana De Eliyahu Rabbah, ch. 17. Ibid. p. 158. Zohar 2.223b. Closes his eyes to IT and walks the other way IT turns its closed side to him. This is why the first letter in the Torah is the letter Beth, which has one open and one closed side. 23. The sages teach that God created the world only so that he could bestow kindness on his creations. Rabbi Eliezer teaches that a man should do kindness so kindness may be shown to him. 24. A good object for acts of kindness is one's own parents, as Rabbi Yose teaches that one should honor his father with food and drink. 25 This is an aspect of the service of honoring one's parents, which is a great commandment and part of the Aserath Hadibroth, the Ten Commandments. 94. We should always be among the servants of the kindness of God, as Rabbi Abba teaches that King David placed himself in four categories, among the poor, among the pious, among the servants, and among those who are ready to sacrifice themselves and their lives for the sanctification of His holy name. 26. We can learn of piety from Rabbi Abba, as he said to Rabbi ben Marl in Tractate Bavakama, If one calls you a camel, put a saddle on your back, do not quarrel with him, if one has any reproach in him let him be the first to say it, a duck keeps his head down while his eyes look afar, 
one should know that sixty pains reach the teeth of one who hears another eating while he does not. The wine belongs to the householder, but one should always give thanks to the wine butler. A bad palm will make its way to a grove of barren trees, into a well from which you once drunk. Do not throw clods. When we were young we were treated as men but now only as babies, as God led Israel by the pillar of fire and. Ibid. 3.35b. Ibid. 3.54a. Ibid. 3.115b. 26 Ibid. 3.195a. Cloud and then by an angel, behind an owner of wealth, ships are dragged along. Rabbi Chana teaches that one who invokes judgment on his fellow will be judged first. Rabbi Abahu teaches that a man should are less than there be among those persecuted than among the persecutors, as the dove and pigeon are the most persecuted of birds yet they alone are eligible for the altar. 27 From these words one can learn many lessons in piety. The ideas involving moral virtue can be very deep and far-reaching. WHO can see the ultimate result of his actions? In Tractate Babakama, Rabbi Yochanan teaches that to steal even one pruta is like taking away one's life from him. 28 One must forever feel content with his lot in life. Rabbi Shanina in Tractate Baba Batra teaches that he. 95. Who hath a merry heart has a continual feast. King Solomon in his wisdom stated, All the days of the poor are evil, a good heart has a continual feast, Proverbs 15 15. 29 By being satisfied with one's lot, one may always rejoice. It is not what we have that brings us pleasure or sorrow as much as the way we receive it. The sages teach in tractate avoid azara that lacking things is not poverty as much as the oppression by other nations, as it is taught that four are considered dead, the poor, being those oppressed by the nations of the world, the blind, the leprous, and the childless. 30 Obviously, one who has no children can still walk the face of the earth in his body and is not dead in a physical sense, so these words need some consideration. The righteous may be granted children when they die. Even it they have no children during their lifetime. We must avoid, at all costs, being blind blind to the Torah, heaven forbid. To avoid this, Rabbi Shimon ben Patsi. Bavakama 92a. Ibid. 119a. Bava Batra 145b. Avoid Azara 5a. Teaches that one who walks toward the wicked will stand with them, and he who stands with them will sit with them, and he who sits with them will scorn godliness. It is obvious one should stay far from this degrading path of blindness. Rabbi Eliezer teaches that one who scorns will be afflicted as the prophet Isaiah warns, you mockers, lest your blinders be made strong, I have heard from YHVH Elohim of hosts that it is decreed and determined concerning the whole land, is. 28-22. Rabbi Katina adds, his sustenance will be reduced. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teaches that he falls to Jehenim and. 96. Rabbi Hanalai adds that he brings destruction to the whole world. Rabbi Shimon ben Patsi concludes that at first one goes to the theaters of the wicked, then says, since tonight I am not going to the theater, I will go and indulge in sleep, thus abandoning the learning of Torah. Three leaders thus, one should not think of himself as so rooted in the way of God that he can go and rejoice much in secular affairs, especially at the gatherings of the wicked, for one who walks toward them, as said before, will sit with them. This is the way to a tragic end. Always take hold of the Torah no matter what you may be doing, as King Solomon states, it is a tree of life for those who hold fast to it, Prov. 3, 18. There is a way one can partake of this world, and that is by seeing the divine within it, as Rabbi Shimon Gamliel saw a beautiful Gentile woman and said, how beautiful are your works, God. This is a very high level, 
for one should not stare at a beautiful woman or her attractive garments, as such thoughts during the day can bring one to defilement at night, heaven forbid.32 to reach these great heights and avoid defilement, one should follow the path taught in the name of Benhas Ben Yuyur that study. Ibid. 18b, SNI Lukat Habrit. Ibid. 20b. Leads to precision, precision leads to zeal, zeal leads to cleanliness, cleanliness leads to restraint, restraint leads to purity, purity leads to holiness, holiness leads to meekness, meekness leads to the fear of sin, fear of sin leads to piety, piety leads to the Ruach HaKodesh, spirit of holiness. And the spirit of holiness leads to the eternal life. 33 Each part of this path is spoken of in some length through this writing, and from this we see a direct approach to the holiness of God. It is clear that the path to God through His mitzvot is something that continually requires much development and is always evolving. 97. Rabba Bar Bar Chana in the name of Rabbi Yochanan taught that 1 WHO 8 the Pascal Lamb offering as if merely enjoying a large meal has this verse applied to him, the transgressors stumble therein, Haas. 14, 10. The fulfillment of the superficial letter of the law is not enough. To eat a festival meal is just another big feast is not enough. One must strive for precision, zeal, and perfection in fulfillment of the commandments. An extreme example of this is taught by Rabbi Nachman ben Yitzhak, that a transgression with good intent is more meritorious than the performance of a commandment with no kavanah, intention. For we see that Tamar committed adultery but kings and prophets descended from her. From here we see the difference one's kavanah can make. Even if we do fall short of the mark, sometimes doing mitzvot almost lifelessly, we cannot despair but should turn to the teaching of Rabbi. Yehuda in the name of Rav, WHO teaches that one should engage in study of the Torah and commandments even if he does it not for its own sake, because he will come to do it for its own sake, one should always perform a good deed as soon as possible. 34. 33.Ibid. 20a. Horeo Lab. Even if we do not know what it is to do a commandment for its own sake, if we run to their fulfillment, the knowledge will come to us. Through doing, one will come to learn the fulfillment of the commandments for their own sake each at his own level. The sages teach in Tractate Menachot that if a man has learned, it is well, if he has noble ancestors, it is better, if he has noble ancestors and is not a learned man, let fire consume him. 35 Those among us of noble ancestry have greater responsibility and are required to be learned so as to perform their proper roles in the fulfillment of the commandments, fulfilling. 98. Each part of the commandments to the best of each one's ability. If one falls short of his potential in the performance of a commandment, he has not lived up to his role in the creation, thus creating a lacking. Each one of us must do his best for we depend on each other, as one bodily organ depends on another and together they make up an organic system. There is really no mountain one must overcome, as Rabbi Shimon ben Azi teaches, whether a man offers little or much, so long as he directs his heart toward heaven it is of sweet savor to God. 36. In Tractate Chien, the sages teach that grave is the sin of idolatry, in that he who denies it is as if he accepts the whole Torah.37 by turning our hearts to heaven, as taught by Rabbi Shimon ben Azi, our service brings a sweet savor to God. This is the key literally, that one always has God upon his heart, whether washing clothes or preparing a meal. As idolatry avoid a Zara in Hebrew translates literally as strange service. This way one will never find himself involved in strange service. With God always before him. Menachatzi. Ibid. 1 Loa. Chian 5a. His life will be a statement of denial of idolatry by refusal to embrace the strange ways of this world, continually cleaving to God. This way the service of God will never be strange to us and we will never walk away from it even for a moment, heaven forbid. This way, 
even the most mundane things become elevated, reflecting in them some level of divine service. This way we can take activities that to most are purely mundane and devoid of godliness and, by incorporating them into our divine service illuminate a place that is vacant and dark, thus turning darkness into light. Just as we can elevate the physical raising IT99. To reflect a change, turning darkness into light. We must be careful and heed the warning of Rabbi Yitzhak in the name of Rabbi Ami, WHO teaches US that whoever emits his seed in vain is as though he sheds blood and worships idols, as the seed is light that has the potential to bring forth life. To discard IT, heaven forbid, is to cast the light into darkness. Rabbi Yitzhak further adds concerning this, that whoever sexually excites himself is inciting his evil inclination against himself, he is called a renegade. This is the way of the evil inclination, to get one to do something wrong, and then tell him to go worship idols. Rabbi Ami teaches that one WHO arouses himself with lustful thoughts cannot enter the division of the holy blessed 1.38 Such foolishness of a destructive nature cannot occur if one is occupied with the work of God. Thus cherishing his soul, having God always before him. To help us reach this end, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi teaches in the Midrash in the name of the Holy Brotherhood, we should divide our day, one-third Torah study, one-third prayer, and one-third occupation. Others engage in their occupation in the summer and Nita 13a. Learn throughout the winter.39 by organizing one's time in such a manner, one ISNT left time to fall into folly. Further, concerning managing our life and our time the sages teach in Tractate Nita that a man should engage much in study, little in business pray for mercy from whom comes wisdom and marry a wife worthy of him and he will have male children if he pleases his wife before himself. 40 The sages teach us that a good wife can help make a man worthy in his divine service. Likewise, a wicked woman one must avoid, as she can have an adverse effect on any man. One needs a wife who desires the Torah and is not obsessed with material possessions. With such a woman for a wife, one 100 will be able to face all his tests and trials better, as she will be supportive. One area of danger in the home where a pious woman is of much help concerns money, as Rabbeinu Bakya teaches that wealth is a blessing when IT induces increased religious activity and one does not set his heart on IT or trust in IT. It is a test when one is sensitive to retain IT and increase IT, and it is a punishment when one enjoys IT and draws pleasure from IT to the extent that he is not fulfilling his obligations to his Creator and his fellow man. When a man believes that he presently is fulfilling his obligation to heaven and is happy and fortunate in all his ways. And he thinks that he does not fall short in his divine service. This man is really lost forever and there is no remedy or recovery for him in his lifetime. He certainly has not even begun his divine service. 41. Another important rule for life, we learn from the sages in Tractate Kala Rabadi, is that whoever hates another is considered as if he is a murderer. 42 We see in Tractate Yevamut that Rabbi Akiva's 24,000 students died because they did not treat each other with respect. 43 With this in mind we can become aware of the gravity of our actions. To further emphasize this point, Rabbi Shnur Zalman teaches U.S. in Tanya that whoever is in a rage is as if. Midrash Rabba Koel at 9-8. Nita 70b. Duties of the Heart 2,84.com A Safer Ahavatdatim. Kala Rabbati 54b. Yebamat 62b. He worships idols, for were he to believe that whatever happens to him is God's doing, he would not be angry at all. 44 One can avoid anger by being careful how he speaks. In this way, one can at least limit the amount and severity of anger that one feels. To accomplish this, Rabbi Avraham teaches that one should only reprove a man who is, to some extent, God-fearing and 101. Worthy of God's people. 
Do not reprove scorners or the wicked. 45 One should never allow the Torah to become an object of scorn as a reaction to his rebuke. To judge WHO and for what reason IT becomes necessary to rebuke another is a difficult matter, but the sages do teach that there is only one who is qualified to judge alone, and that is the holy blessed one. 46 This by no means exonerates us from the obligation to give rebuke to one IT will help, as Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teaches that whoever shows mercy where he should be pitiless will in the end be pitiless where he should be merciful. 47 Remember, as Rabbi Huna teaches, that strife is as the opening made by water that widens as water passes through IT. Shemuel said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda that happy is he who hears abuse and ignores IT, 100 evils will pass by him. Rabbi Nachman teaches in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that 1 WHO renders judgment in perfect truth causes the Shechina to dwell in Israel. One who does not render judgment in perfect truth causes the Shechina to depart, heaven forbid, from Israel. We hear from Rabbi Shemuel ben Nachman in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that a judge WHO unjustly takes from one and gives to another has his life taken by God. In Judge. Tanya 535. Meditation of the Sad Soul 67. Midrash Rabbah Dovarim 1, 10. Ibit. Coil at 7 colon 16. Meant one should always see a sword dangling above his head and Jehenim under his feet opening before him. Rabbi Shia Bar Abba teaches in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that if a matter is as obvious to you as the prohibition against incest, give a decision and only then. Resh Lakish teaches that placing into power an improper judge is as. 102. Planting an Ahara, idolatrous tree. In the end all will be known, as Rabbi Chana Ben Shanina teaches that one WHO gives improper judgment in the end is middle. Only causing the Holy One to correct his misjudgment, as stated in Tractate Sanhedrin.48. As we see, the judgments one must make can be difficult, so one must think deeply before acting in these matters. Everything we do involves some level of judgment. Concerning the matter of giving rebuke, which involves the very careful judgments concerning whom to rebuke and how IT must be done. Elijah the prophet teaches that if one is like you in obedience to the commandments you are to rebuke him if the occasion arises, but a wicked man who hates you, you are not to rebuke. Concerning this occasion for rebuke, the masters teach in Tractate Sanhedrin 49 concerning the verse it is said that one will stumble through another, that each of us is responsible for the other. If it is within one's power to prevent another from doing evil he must do so. 50 Again, one must be careful to see that this is done only in the proper place and time as is taught in Tractate Menachot that a holy scholar WHO commits a misdeed must not be reproached publicly. 51 It is important that rebuke is given only in a proper way, otherwise it be something that is ugly even evil. To better understand this, Rabbi Shemuel ben Nachman teaches in Tractate to me that. Sanhedrin 7a. Tanat Bey Eliyahu Rabbah. Ch. 18. Sanhedrin 27b. Menachot 99b. 1 WHO reproves his neighbor for a purely spiritual motive is deemed worthy of a portion of the Holy One, blessed is he. Rebbe tells us to love reproof. As long as it is in the world, evil departs from the world and good blessings come. Let a man have scrupulous honesty. 52 He must be honest with those around him and with himself. If one finds, in truth, that. 103. The rebuke he wants to deliver has any self-motivation, perhaps through arrogance, heaven forbid, one should swiftly depart from such a course. As stated before. One must have a purely spiritual motive. One must remember that all the Holy One's ways are kindness. The Holy One's kindness has many ways of expression, as Rabbi Baki teaches us that it is not sufficient to rebuke once, but if needed one must rebuke his friend again and again. 
53 can receive the necessary understanding and motivation to act upon this matter from contemplation upon the words of our teacher Rashi, in his commentary on Deuteronomy. There we learn that the guilt of Israel falls upon the heads of the judges. They should have protested against iniquity and directed people along the path of righteousness. 54 If one becomes elevated to the point where he can see an error in the ways of his brother or sister, this awareness is to be acted upon and not to be repressed. With awareness comes responsibility and, as spoken of before and brought to our attention here, we are responsible for each other. If the roots of a tree are rotting, how can the leaves grow? How far should one go in carrying out rebuke? Rabbeinu Bakir relates that there was a dispute between Shemuel and Rav as to the extent one should go to rebuke. To meet 28a. Kod Hakemak, Chapter Baseless Hatred. Rashi on Dovarim 113. Another. One said till the rebuker is himself rebuked for the rebuke, while the other said till the rebuker is attacked. 55. Rabbi Bakya also teaches us concerning this matter that the Creator publicly exposes a wicked man so we in turn are obligated to do so, otherwise people would consider him to be a reputable person when he is indeed wicked. 56. 104. One must use the utmost discretion in this matter, as to publicly embarrass is equated with murder. Duties of the Heart 237. Kadha Kemak, Chapter Flattery. 20. Supernal Speech. Concerning Speech? 